right. Well, hey, thanks everybody for listening to another episode of Two Minute Travel. Uh, I've actually lost track of how many episodes there are. So I think we're clearly doing okay. How are you, Samantha Fryer? Yeah, good to be back. We've taken a little break. So welcome back everyone else as well. Um, hope you didn't miss us too much. But we'll make today an extra good one. Yeah, I think it has been probably a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so we were just away at a hotel, which was quite nice. And um, while we were there, I was thinking about luggage. And maybe a broader topic of how much to take when you're traveling. And, you know, what should you take on carry-on? And um, what should you pack with you? And should you pack light? Or should you pack heavy? Yes, my first question is... Have you ever just, do you ever pack light? Do you ever just take carry-on? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I've done it, most of my domestic flights would be carry-on only um, Mm -hmm. because they're always for a shorter period of time. And I have done carry-on only for very quick international flights. Only Australia, though. How how about you? What's your philosophy on check-in? Sorry, carry-on luggage only. I think that honestly it kind of depends on how glamorous you'd like to be at the other end because in reality you know if you're prepared to do washing all the time or if you're very rich buy new clothing all the time Mm -hmm. seems ridiculous you really don't need to take more than you know two or three days maybe a week tops worth of clothing but you may get sick of it right like that's the whole point of if you want to feel glam you want to maybe bring a nice pair of boots you might want to bring your dress pants and you can't you can't do that if you're just carrying carrying on so i so i think maybe the general rule is obviously length of time you're going away for make sure you pack enough undies you know Mm -hmm. per day Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, what your activities are, if you want to get glammed up for dinner, if you're doing a lot of, um, you know, active sort of experiences, if you're going to be swimming a lot, um, yeah, it really depends on what you're planning to do while you're there versus just lounging around by a resort pool and then having some dinner, you probably can, can keep it pretty cash. So I think you need to have a, have a little look at your activities. But when and also you, the, the climate of the place you're going to is probably a, a good one to look at. I mean, when you went to Hawaii for a week, though, like that was, you know, that could have been seen as pretty resort-centric. But I'm guessing you didn't just take carry-on, right? No, because um, we did, we did, we had quite a lot of varied activities there. We did shopping, we did sort of adventure things, we went out on a boat, so did you guys. We went out for dinner, but keeping in mind it's very hot in Hawaii so it means Mm. you're taking smaller clothes you know Mm -hmm. a t-shirt and shorts is going to take up a lot less room than a big pair of jeans and a big winter jacket Mm -hmm. um so I had a little spare room in my bag which was good because I like to do a lot of shopping (laughs) yeah so I I think I especially if it's a work trip Mm. I can get away with um like a carry-on suitcase. So, you know, they're, they're kind of like seven kilos. You can kind of stuff them a little bit further if you're traveling, you know, like Air New Zealand or yep. Qantas. Yeah. 
And then I will normally take a backpack with me. Yeah. And that seems to be fine. Like the backpack, and honestly, the backpack that I normally take can carry a laptop and even some stuff in the front of it. Yeah. And it doesn't look overstuffed. And so, you know, if that can fit in the under the seat in front of me, and then I'll make sure that I always book a seat that has a space, you know, in front of you. So, like, don't pick the bulkhead because you don't have any seat in front of you. So it's a thing to take note of. Mm, good, good tip. And, yeah, and then if you have one of those sort of carry-on size suitcases, then that ends up being normally enough luggage for... I've done kind of about five days with that type of arrangement. Yeah, that that, that seems doable just. Mm-hmm. And normally if it's business trips, for me it's going to be a suit, uh, it's going to be some nice shoes. Often, depending on sort of my packing situation, I might wear a lot of that stuff. Especially like suits are just... It depends. You know, like suits, you can't really stuff a suit into your, you know, your carry-on. It might look terrible. So I'm just, you know, sometimes I have to wear some bulky stuff, which is kind of dumb. But generally, you can get away with that. But I also think that you can travel, if you want to be more of a backpacker tourist style, you can, you know, we spent three months going around the world. Was it three months? And all we, two months, whatever months it was, and all we had was backpacks, seven kilo backpacks. Holy. Yeah. So I'm not sure that you could probably imagine that, Sam. I, I couldn't. Well, I mean, unless they wanted a challenge. <laughs> well, maybe. I just think that uh, you end up getting really sick of your clothing. And especially... Yeah. It was really such a wide variety of temperatures. You know, if you're just going to, like, warm destinations, then it's going to be togs or your swimwear. It's going to be T-shirts. It's going to be shorts. It's going to be jandals. It's going to be thin shoes. And all of that stuff really compacts quite nicely. So you can get away with just um, carrying that. But then, you know, if you're going to go to cold destinations, then it's going to be puffer jackets, jerseys, uh, long johns, jeans, maybe heavier boots, and that stuff, you ain't, you ain't packing that stuff down. You're, honestly, you're going to be wearing it on the plane. I, um, I remember one time my brother was moving back to New Zealand from living in the UK or uh, Europe for a long time. Mm. And we met him at the airport and he walked out of the arrival wearing a full custom leather motorbike racing onesie, <laughs> like, like for like m- motorbike racing mm-hmm. around the racetrack. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it has plastic molding and all of it for mm-hmm. safety, mm-hmm. but he couldn't fit it in the suitcase. So he was just like, and Keynes is going to have to come on board with me. Also, like, how do you, like, they're so hot in full leather. How do you mm. sit on that from like two 15 hour flights okay but that was just ridiculous like that was such a example of just i need to get all my stuff back and this can't fit so i'm just gonna have to wear it i've definitely done taking giant jackets Mm -hmm. on planes just Mm -hmm. to avoid having to lose other stuff because it takes up so much space have you seen and would you maybe not yourself 
maybe a partner. Would you ever wear one of those smart vests that have like 15 pockets? Because, you know, some people, they just want to really cram it all on board without cramming, you know, overstuffing their carry-on. You can fit a Nintendo Switch in there. You can fit battery packs. You can fit all sorts of goodies. And you're really wearing them. I think, I mean, I wouldn't do what you've described, but I think I would find a slightly more stylish jacket mm-hmm. that had a lot of pockets, maybe mm-hmm. something a bit longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I maybe, maybe. Especially because, you know, you can always really carry that jacket on board. No one's really bothered about jackets. I also feel like duty-free bags seem to be another thing as well, or, you know, um, bags from the um, the food shops in, in the airport. Yeah. I think there's normally a lot of leeway there. Once again, depends on your airline. You know, if you're carrying, if you're going Jetstar or those low-cost carriers, then, then they don't look so kindly towards you overstuffing your bags. They really don't. And would you, I mean, are you into glamorous luggage or is it very utilitarian to you? Is it just all about what it can do or do you like its look? Um, mostly, mostly functional, but like if you're choosing, you know, when you're in the store, try and pick one that, that looks nice. But I'm looking for something that's mostly lightweight because filling my bag to the maximum weight limit is what I'm about. So, um, yeah, my carry on's pretty, pretty lightweight. Um, I, I wouldn't, it's not like a designer brand, but it's like gray and blue. <laughs> would you <laughs> um would you seek out those fabricy looking ones, the lightweight ones and only weigh like a kilo? Would you Ooh, go for like a seem... hard shell? Yeah. Or would you go for the aluminium ones from Ramoa? I'm I'm hard shell all the way. I think the aluminium ones look beautiful, but I think they're quite pricey. Um I would never do a soft bag. There's just way too much room for damage. Yeah. Yeah. What, would, I, what are you I, rocking currently? Uh, so we have appeared to become a bit of a Samsonite family, Ooh. which um, I feel like is a good, it's a good compromise. I, they're not fancy. I don't, I know you can get some quite expensive Samsonite luggage, you know, in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah. But here's a tip. If you're in North America, there's going to be some sort of discount or outlet store, like a Ross Dress for Less or... There's going to be TJ Maxx. And they normally have some sort of outlet Samsonite stuff. You can get carry-on and it would be maybe under $100 and it's hard gel. And it's fine. You can get the bigger, you know, 23 kilo bags and they'll set you back maybe 150 or a couple of hundred bucks. And, you know, they're hard gel, also fine. So no problems there. That was actually going to be one of my tips as well. Definitely Marshalls, TJ Maxx, all of that. If you need some luggage, go there because literally like you'll pay a quarter of the price. Um, And luggage is not something that like, I don't know, super goes out of style. You know, they're all like pretty generic black, gray, navy. So um, it might be last season, but I don't see that making too big of a difference and you get a great price. Um, And the other tip is if you're going to North America and – you're on a flight where you have two bags, um, but you like you don't have enough to fill two bags mm. on the way leaving New Zealand. Like maybe mm-hmm. you're intending to do quite a bit of shopping to fill a second bag. Mm. Buy your second bag there um, mm. and, and hit up a Marshalls. Or I have actually done before 
I've put, I've had two bags and I've actually filled up the smaller of the two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then tucked that inside the bigger one, zip that up. And then I've just got one, at least just one bag to like take on the plane, go through the airport in New Zealand. And then once you get to the US, you can unpack the two and you've got a whole extra bag there to fill with your shopping. Yeah, I th- I've done that uh, a couple of times where, don't, you know, don't stress if you don't have your luggage. Honestly, these days it's really not that expensive to buy. Mm. And, you know, not buy from the airline, but, like, literally buy suitcases. Uh, in China, we purchased some suitcases, and honestly, they were shitty. But they were good enough to make it on that one trip back. And then I think I sold them on Trade Me and broke even. Same nice. as going to Walmart in Honolulu. Yeah. You know, when you go over there, just take the minimum amount of luggage that you can. And then you normally can buy like three suitcases for 60 bucks at Walmart. And sure, they're fabric and, you know, they're not going to last forever. But if you're bringing back a whole bunch of food or you're bringing back a whole bunch of souvenirs, probably they're going to be macadamia nuts and coffee. Yes. Then... The little Hawaiian Exactly. And yeah. pineapple. Yeah, yeah, the Hawaiian cookies. Or um, even if you're, actually, if you're on a New Zealand flight and you want to go super, like, skimpy mm, on the way over and just take mm. a carry-on because that's the cheapest airfare mm-hmm. and you know you're going to buy things that you can wear or whatever or you're only going for a short period of time, then, again, just buy a buy a larger case there and then just pay for the seat and bag on the way back. Save you about, I don't know, 100 bucks maybe? Yeah. So would you not would you not consider the suitcase as part of your um your travel look as you're traveling? Cuz you know, you I don't know, if you've seen some people go through the airport, they've got that aluminum remoir case and it's cost them $1000 and it looks beautiful even though it weighs 5 kilos of the 7 kilo carry-on allowance. For me, I'd just spend $1,000 on something else. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to be um, having that sort of glam experience through the airport. Not with a case. Like, I feel like with suitcases, once you, as long as you buy a decent one, they're all good. Just Mm. the more you pay is getting the brand or the look or, you know, it's 100 grams lighter. But, you know, a cheap bag is, is going to be poor quality. It's not going to last long. It's probably going to be pretty heavy. The zip might be kind of shitty. Whereas once you get to, like, into that, like, this is a decent bag realm, I feel like anything above that is just, like, nice to haves. Mm-hmm. I think that there is this, like, upper tier of people who would get a $500 um, aluminium carry-on. Mm-hmm. And, or you know, there's a Supreme Times Remoa. Um, suitcases and they're like sort of in the two or three grand plus category but you know that whole experience is more like you're going to have a butler or you're going to have some sort of um, trip to the airport that you know you're going to have someone pick you up you're going to be jumping on business class experience you know like you are the brand and then you need to be carrying, you know, the luggage and carrying, you know, the Chanel handbag and carrying all the sort of glamorous lifestyle. Yeah. And then, you know, you can't, you can't be wearing like, I don't know, sort of Louis Vuitton from head to toe and then just rocking like a Samsonite suitcase. I just um, feel like 
<laughs> there would be some sort of like disconnect between everything else you're doing. And then, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, my shoes are like three grand, but my suitcase was 60 bucks from Walmart. And it's falling apart. Yeah, it's, it's not on trend. It's not on brand. So, but I also feel that maybe that's not necessarily you or I. I mean, you know? not yet. Maybe one day, won't one. One day. Um, and then I guess, do does that equally apply to your big suitcases? Like, are you also buying kind of just cheap and cheerful hard, hard shells? Yeah, I've actually never purchased for myself a a big check-in bag. Um, Whoa, every Christmas people are just buying you check-in bags? Um. No, I don't. I I don't actually own one myself. Um, and because I live in a very small apartment, we have no mm. storage, so mm-hmm. um, it's not something I've even actually like. It's not something at the moment that I would buy for myself. But my parents have heaps, mm. so honestly, I've just been using theirs for the last I don't know, fifteen years of my life. Oh wow! <laughs> so one day, I it's like a family heirloom for you yeah, guys. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, they 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 go through them. Um, but yeah, I don't actually own myself a large hard shell case. Um, but the time will come. Um, I did like the look of a, I can't remember if it was Ramoa or Toomey, but, mm-hmm. um, the Langham brand did Ooh. a collab with that. And I really did like the look of them. Um, so maybe, maybe one day wherein I have room to put a hard shell case I kind somewhere. Of, I kind of feel like Toomey or, or Ramoa. Collab, you know, you're talking sort of in the thousand dollars, thousands of dollars category. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll flag that then. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. We ended up getting we've we've gotten a, a, a wide variety of these sorts of things over the years. And my tips for the listeners would be just get get a color that's probably not black if you can, just because if you imagine when you're picking it up at the airport, there's going to be like oh, every suitcase is black. And so it just Great really, tip. you know, blends in and looks terrible and it's hard to find. So we have a red one and we also have this kind of like maybe poo or snot brown. Like it's kind of oh. ugly, but <laughs> it was very cheap and it's very noticeable. And no, no one else picks that color. So no one picks one that on the color. Carousel. Yeah. So that's a good tip. Another tip would be to make sure you put stuff on your suitcases so we have hard shells so we cover ours and kind of stickers that are very clear and obvious because you know everyone has very similar suitcases you want to be able to recognize yours from a distance that's another good tip another one would be luggage straps i think are a really good way of accessorizing your your suitcase so those are straps that go around the outside so we have a few we have one from like ana airlines it looks really nice and it also sort of helps your suitcase not accidentally open when it's being tossed around. Yeah, I I, I, I really like those. And I had one. I can't remember what brand it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I picked it up at Marshall's. It was on a good mm-hmm. price. Mm-hmm. And the first outing I took it on, um, sent it off at check-in. Goodbye. Never saw it again. Luggage. And then on the carousel, mm, strap was gone. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like... Was but, you it know, just such poor quality that it just popped off? Did someone take it? So my RIP to my one experience with a luggage strap. I like to think that that strap uh, passed away heroically 
in order for your luggage to be on that carousel. I hope so. Have you ever had a missing luggage experience? No, I think I've been pretty lucky. And honestly, some of it has been very surprising. So as an example, we had a full-size umbrella and we were taking that to Canada. And in in New Zealand, not a problem, just carry it on board because it's an umbrella. And you just put it in the overhead storage. Not a worry. But then when we got to Hawaii, which was our transfer destination, and we tried to check it, you know, go on board with Air Canada, they're like, no, this has to be checked luggage only. Like a single umbrella. Yes. So, you know, they just wrapped a luggage tag around it. And then we never saw it again. And then, you know, we're at Toronto Airport, we're waiting for our luggage, and lo and behold, there was just an umbrella with, like, a, you know, sticky piece of oversized luggage thing on it, and our umbrella had made it. And I was Amazing. just very surprised, because of all the things that would be so easy <laughs> to steal, either by the people at Hawaii, you know, airport, or the people offloading at Toronto Airport... I'm not suggesting that, you know, all these people are keen to steal an umbrella. I'm just pointing out that it would be trivial for it to have gotten lost. Yeah, or even, yeah, even get lost. Because although it's a large item, it's it's a funny shape. It could easily get sort of tossed to one side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you must, when you put it in, you must have been like, this could be goodbye. Yeah, and it was like a nice blunt umbrella. You know, they are not cheap. Nope. So, no, I've not lost any luggage to my knowledge. How about yourself? I haven't either, but I feel like it's it's maybe it's a rite of passage. I see a lot of people on Instagram. It happens to friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't. I'm going to touch wood. Um, hasn't happened to me yet. I, ho- I hope it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, that is really obviously the benefit of carry-on is, you know, if you've got, your Fandango electronics, you've got some nice uh, makeup or other sort of beauty products, not liquids, unfortunately, anything else, you really should just, if you care about it, chuck it in your carry-on, and if you don't particularly care about it, chuck it in the checked luggage. But honestly, maybe you shouldn't bring so much luggage in the first place, and then, you know, you have a little bit more space. Do you pack one set or a change of clothes mm-hmm. just in case yeah. there is a missing or delayed like totally. situation you do every time yeah so oh the backpack that i carry my uh backpack that has my laptop on it has mm-hmm. a front sack so to speak okay um <laughs> great description yeah yeah I don't, <laughs> how else can you describe it and in it i will always have um like a t-shirt some underwear um generally maybe not really a pair of pants or anything but just enough so that, uh, and maybe a light jersey, so that if you are de- if you are delayed and you don't have any luggage with you, because that you know that you might not have your luggage for a couple of days plus. Yeah. You need to have enough that you can s- stay somewhere overnight, feel comfortable, have a shower, and then go shopping. How about yourself? I don't think I actually ever have, um, which is risky. <laughs> it um, is. But then I think, well, you know what? If you're going into Hawaii, you can go straight to the mall right away. You know, yeah. you know, you can purchase stuff immediately. There's there's no issue as soon as you're out of even in the airport. Yeah, and there's I, places where you can readily get things washed. You know, laundromats in the city or or within your resort. But then I think, well, 
I've been to like Vanuatu where mm. you're in such remote places. There's no stores mm-hmm. at all. Like mm-hmm. you, if your luggage was lost for a couple of days, like you're really out of luck there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point is it really depends on where you're going. Right. Like if you're going yeah. to, you know, we went to Shanghai, I probably couldn't tell you where would be the place to go shopping. Mm. So it would be nice to have at least a couple of t-shirts to tide you over. And even in like we went to, when I went to Singapore, Hmm. the sizing there was everything was so small. Um, I was too tall for a, for a lot of clothes. Mm -hmm. Like I actually didn't buy clothes when I was there just because the sizing was, it's, 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 um, you know, it's not New Zealander friendly for the most part. So even there, I, 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 I might've struggled to find a replacement outfit. You're definitely going to have um, challenges if you're big or tall or not Asian. Especially yeah. in, like, Japan, the mm-hmm. sizing is not not the sizing that you might be familiar with at home. So yep. just, you know, carry something on. And then I think the other, the other side of it is on your checked luggage. Another tip would be to make sure you get the ones that have the four wheels on the bottom. I just yes. don't. Definitely do not scrimp and have just ones that you carry because that's a terrible idea. And also, it's not the 1950s. (laughs) And also, don't be cheap and just get the ones that have two wheels because I feel like they're just sort of prone to falling over. Like, I actually have – I bought some terrible luggage. My wife is just – I know she's listening to me right now. And, you know, I got ones that just have a poor frame construction. They're kind of wiggly. And then when you pull them, they always want to fall over. And it just makes you mad. So spend the money. Get yourself ones that have a good, solid handle. They're quite sturdy. You don't need anything too fancy. I don't think you need the fancy smart suitcases that have, like, USB chargers in them or shit like that. Because, honestly, it's just a lot of hassle. Then you have to go through TSA. Uh, Yeah. In fact, I've always had a little bit of hassle going through TSA with my backpack because I tend to pack it so hard that then as they go through the scanners, they can't quite see everything in it. And so then it's like, pull it out. What is this? This is a charging cable. This is a battery pack. And then I always have to sort of shove it all back in. So maybe don't pack so hard and just, you know, if you need to buy stuff at the end destination. The other thing is, I don't know, if you're going somewhere for a long time, and I, hmm. it hasn't happened to me, but I know of other people that do it, they actually don't bother packing things like a toothbrush, a toothpaste, yep. um, or, you know, even like face wash and body wash mm-hmm. and things like that, with the intention that actually I'll just buy that when I get there, and I'm going to be there long enough that I'm going to use it all up, or almost all of it up, and then I'm not traveling with it either way. Did you do that when you guys went to to Japan or was there some things that you thought let's just get when we're there and leave there yeah we wouldn't I don't think we would take like we would take a little bit of toothpaste and toothbrushes normally you know we stay at hotels quite a lot that we often have dental kits that we would take with us Mm, and then you know when we would really it just needs to be enough to survive the airport yeah because then once you're there you might just decide to buy yourself toothbrush toothpaste kind of depends on how flexible you are around your toiletries as well. Yeah. Like for me, I just, 
honestly, most of the time it's like head and shoulders or something kind of equally gross. So for shampoo, so then I can buy that sort of stuff everywhere, but Catherine's more into um, sort of boutique stuff. And you just don't really have, you know, like if you're really into a New Zealand brand, you're just not going to have success buying that at Walmart in Hawaii. No, so won't. it's kind of up to you. I think that is a good tip, which is honestly, depending on how long you're there, you can generally buy the stuff you need when you're there and yeah. it might not be too expensive. Yeah, totally. Well, with that, can you believe we're up to, we, we, we've just about spent our half an hour. Oh, it's been a great, and I hope that satisfies everyone that's been so upset Yeah, these last couple of weeks without a weekly podcast. And, you know, these are the hard-hitting topics that I think people want to know about. When we we only do hard-hitting way long. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's some not always controversial, but there you go. I think the controversial topic <laughs> was maybe you don't have to spend two grand on a Romoa suitcase, even though I personally... <laughs> Still would like to get an aluminium carry-on, even though Catherine, my wife, thinks it's just the worst idea ever to Is spend. Is that the one that's extremely heavy? It's $500 oh. and it's five kilos it's of the, the seven kilos. But I will say, if you are, if you are looking, <laughs> if, if you're wearing, say, a suit and you're pulling that thing behind you and you're flying like Air New Zealand, Qantas, you know, a, no one's weighing your suitcase. No one's going to weigh your carry-on. You well, will look true. in the position like this This guy knows what he's doing. Maybe. And so you can, it's a risk. You, you can overstuff it. You never go. And the thing is, it's a hard shell. So it, it doesn't bulge or anything. It's just going yeah. to look the same. Um, but speaking of bulging, have you ever – I mean, do you guys use packing cubes? Yes. Yes, we have, that's what we haven't talked about. I love them. Highly mm-hmm. recommend. Mm-hmm. Makes it so much easier, um, especially if you once you get there, and if you have you know certain items for certain activities, mm-hmm. you can just chuck them straight in the drawers when you get there. And then I find it easier to keep um, clean things and dirty things separate during the trip. Yeah, and yeah, easy when you're when you're packing up to go home as well. Do you, you use them? Yeah, yeah. Catherine is so good with the packing cubes and it just also makes all the organization in your suitcase pretty easy like you know which ones are you going to be your t-shirts and your underwear which ones are going to be your toiletries which ones are going to be you know your shoes and stuff like that you dirty your shoes later on you can put them back into you know a different cube or whatever um so i recommend that um one thing that i have done in the past that Catherine hasn't really done is i got into vacuum bags Oh my god, <laughs> that seems like a next level. Because <laughs> this is on our uh, round the world trip. Is you know you only got a backpack. It's only so big, and often stuff like uh, jerseys and jumpers can just they take up a lot of volume because of you know that you know they're just so puffy. Yeah, but they're not that heavy. And so, you know, you take all your clothing and stuff like that, you put it into like a vacuum bag, you seal it up, like a big vacuum bag, right? They're not a tiny one. And then you just roll it up and all the air comes out of it. And then boop, you pop, pop it in your backpack. And then your backpack doesn't look very heavy when in reality it's like 10 kilos. But how you can't do that mid-trip. It's just a, it's just a at-home thing, right? 
No, no. So like the vacuum bag, the one that we had had like a one-way valve so that you just put all your clothes back into it and then you just roll the bag up and then as you rolled uh, it up, it would squeeze all the air out. And uh, then when you're then at your next hostel or whatever, you sort of just open it back up and then... Gotcha. Yeah, so apart I was from... thinking you still needed to put the vacuum. I oh, no, no, no. There's no vacuum required. I Technology like... has improved since yeah. the last time I saw a vacuum bag. Yeah, if you once again, if you're carrying suitcases with no wheels or vacuum bags that need a vacuum, <laughs> it's time to upgrade. T- tech has moved on. Yeah. Hey, and with that, I think we're out of time. Once again, thank you so much, Samantha Fryer. It was a good chat as always. Another good one. Thanks, Waylon. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys.